Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. We have a special guest with us today, Mr. Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Kevin is, I feel like an adult has just joined the kiddies table. <laughs> you're going yeah. to have to like it kind of dumb it down. Yes, Any, it is. Anything and you the, say, you're going to have to dumb down Yeah, to talk us. down to us. So All just right, a little I'll, bit. I'll do my best. A little bit. <laughs> All right, Glenn, what's the top story um, you know, I've been beating this drum all day, no pun intended, literally, but I've been beating this drum all day, the Covington kids, but there's a new twist now that we'll probably be covering on radio tomorrow, um, and that is the media is not wrong. They're just not as right as they usually are, but they will be right by the end of this, and I'll explain. All right, still. I'm well known for finding the positive in almost anything. Um, oh, yeah. and, you can't uh, find it in this one, can you? <laughs> no, I think I actually have found <laughs> really? a very small sliver of light positive okay. right. in this whole situation. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for being the counter to uh, Mr. Glenn back here. Mm -hmm. Kevin. Well, it's hardly news, but uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I got this really weird sense of deja vu just now. Like, almost uh, like that's happened before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> All right. Uh, got a lot to get into. Yeah. Before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is uh, a group of people that uh, tried to get me to advertise with them about 2006 or 2007, and I... You know, at that time, you remember, because all the complaint calls from everybody going, stop it, it's not going to get bad. And I'm like, uh, no, this mm -hmm. banking thing is a total sham with the way they're selling houses. Um, and they called me, and they said, hey, would you represent us and be our voice? And I said, not for a million dollars will I do that. And, uh, and they said, why? And I said, A, I don't do any financial stuff because I don't believe in... Uh, the way mortgages are being bought and sold now with the banks. And they said, we're not like that. And I said, uh -huh, yeah, right. That's what Citibank says, too. Um, call me. You know, after the crash, call me and tell me how you're doing. Well, they did. They called me, I think, in December of, of 2008, right after the crash or 2009 or seven, whichever it was, um, right after the crash within two months. And they said, hey, remember us? And I said, yeah, how you doing? They said, we're doing fine. We told you we don't do it that way. These guys, it's local-owned business, um, you know, family-owned. They've gone national. Uh, they're, they're big now, but they have the same principle, and that is we don't sell mortgages for the purpose of the bank. We don't work for the banks. We work for the client. We don't take commissions or perks from the banks. We go out and we look at all of the loan instruments and we say, this one is right for this person. They like it, they don't like it, that's fine. We make money if we sell it. We don't make money if we don't. We don't need money that badly. These are the people you want to do business with. Yeah. So you can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440 if you still use one of those, you know, what are they called, phones. Did you see, <laughs> have you guys seen the video of the, uh, the rotary phone. The rotary phone. Oh. You sent that to yes, me, right? Yeah. It's hysterical. Have you seen it? Yeah. So funny. I love it. You've got, what, 10 minutes to figure out how to use a rotary phone. Oh, my gosh. To teenagers. Teenagers. It's, teenagers. It's amazing because you don't think, I mean, at least I didn't think about how much technology has really changed in such a short amount of time until I see these teenagers like dialing without picking up the phone, and then yeah. they pick so up the they, phone to clear out the yeah. history for yeah, some they, reason. Yeah, they dial the number, and then they, like when it doesn't work, they have to pick it up and put it back down to clear out <laughs> the numbers they just put in. It's hysterical. It's really funny. Anyway. All right, Glenn Covington. Okay, so um, today I have spent, all day yesterday, our staff spent 
working on the Covington to do what is called a TikTok, a minute by minute, here's what happened. And we looked at video from tourists, from the people who were with the black Israelites, uh, from the Native Americans, uh, to see what was happening before the kids from the high school even got there. We documented it, minute by minute, what was going on. Completely different story. Then you see when the first five show up and you see what's happening. So we did all of this to show not only how wrong the press was, but how good these kids actually were. What they were doing was trying to help the Native Americans. Um, and you can see it all of, in, throughout all of it. No one reported on the black Israelites who are despicable human beings in this. Um, and we're going to do a special on them tomorrow. Uh, and nobody really showed the Native Americans. They were the good guys and they were the bad guys, but mainly good guys, okay, um, that were very, very peaceful. The boys weren't involved in any of it. So we just finished this today. I get off the air and I start looking for stories on the high school. Now the media is going through and they're trying to find anything Anything that anybody from this school has done wrong, it doesn't matter if it happened in 1712, they <laughs> will find it. And it's not because of any other reason other than this. We're not wrong. No, we know these guys are bad. They are not wrong. They're just not as right as they usually are on this instance. But they'll find it and say, see, we told you they're bad. It's insanity. What is going on? And I, I tell you, it, it, there is nothing more important to me. This is the beginning. Can I say it? Can I say it today? Uh, it's up to you. You wouldn't let me say it. Uh, <laughs> I heard the theory. So yeah, I know. We, oh, like, we, we keep talking about it, and, and then say we got to talk about Using it. Using my matters exclusive. Um, oh. I believe we are now entering the time that I've been looking for, and I oh, it always gave me hope that we are not to the point of beating somebody half to death in the well of the Senate. Okay. That's what happened in the 1850s. And I thought, okay, well, if that's what happened before a civil war, we're a long way away, I thought, 15 years ago. We're now entering that time. And the only thing that will save us is knowing and standing up for the truth. This one is clear cut. There's not, most times you're like, oh, I don't want to defend that because they also did this. Not this time. This is clear cut. And too many people are remaining silent. The school is still silent. The archdiocese is still silent. The mayor is still silent. Too many Americans are just getting online and they're saying, well, yeah, but look at this and you press, you suck. Don't do any of that. Just speak the truth calmly and rationally. We must stand up for these kids. Yeah. Kevin, I want to get your take on, uh, on the Covington situation. Yeah, um, well, you've seen this in how you've been covered by the press. There's a difference yeah. between journalism and opposition research. Yes. And journalism, when the institutions are challenged in certain ways, switches from doing journalism to doing opposition research. And it no longer becomes about argument. It becomes about indictment. Mm -hmm. About saying, well, you're a bad person, and maybe we got this story wrong, but we'll think of you're a bad person for some other reason. Um, who was telling this, this story today? I guess it was Dennis Prager was talking about doing a speech on a college campus somewhere, and these people were doing protests, and they're saying he was racist, homophobe, anti-Semite. 
really anti-Semite. Dennis Prager, who's Jewish and has made uh, dealing with anti-Semitism a big part of it. Well, okay, well, he's racist and homophobic then. So we'll just stick with that. And um, who is it? What's her lady's name? Ruth Graham, who writes for Slate, did this really just embarrassing column today where she was trying to justify her earlier vitriolic uh, denunciation on this subject. And, And her argument was, well, Donald Trump's name is in itself a racist taunt. So and so is the uh, and so is the hat. So if you're walking around saying his name or wearing a, a hat that says Trump on it or a shirt that says Trump on it or wearing a Make America Great Again hat, then this is in and of itself a, a racist taunt. And then her second line of defense was, and everybody else who looked at the video came to the same conclusion I did. And um, wow, you just want to say, well, that's that's not how journalism works. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not how human beings judge right. lest you be judged by mm-hmm. the same standard. I mean, that's... I, I talked to somebody last night who I thought for a very long time is very, very reasonable. Um, but the hatred of Donald Trump is just growing and growing and growing. And I can understand it. Um, but, you know, you got to look at all of the facts, not just the stupid stuff he says. Is he doing anything good as well? So... Um, I laid out the whole case, and this person said, but why were they wearing the hat? Well, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. why. Well, how I like Elton John, but why was in some of his concerts he dressed like a duck? I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. That's not the point. It's what they were doing. Judged by the content of the character, not the color of the hat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Stu, you said that you have some sort of positive from this. Yes, this does exist in our world very slightly. I thought, um, what better day than when Kevin's visiting us to feature the bravery of the Atlantic in the middle of a crisis? Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I, you know, I think one thing we do need to notice, and I think you've made this point many times, Glenn, which is, we hope the media does things and they don't react like uh, Ruth Graham d- did, right? You want people to, if they make a mistake, to be able to admit it. And I think so often when that does occasionally happen, conservatives, uh, we do this a lot, we say, see, and first of all, you didn't go far enough, you're still wrong, and you're a bastard, and look how wrong you were back then, and you're not part of our group. And it's like, well, I think when this happens, when people actually do take the time to admit that they were wrong, which is difficult, right? We should, we should embrace it and we should encourage it. So let me give you a few examples of this. Uh, Julie Irwin Zimmerman uh, from uh, The Atlantic, she says she failed the Covington Catholic test. She writes, if the Covington Catholic incident was a test, it's one I failed along with most others. Will we learn from it? Will we continue to roam social media looking for the next outrage fix? And goes on to say that, you know what, it's, uh, next time a story like this surfaces, I'll try to sit it out until more facts have emerged. I'll remind myself that the truth is sometimes unknowable, and I'll stick to discussing the news with people I know in real life instead of with strangers who I've never met. It's a great a great way of thinking about it. Um, Colin J. Mason uh, wrote on Facebook when this happened, anyone who's surprised by the video of Covington Catholic School Boys is in a state of severe denial about the American right wing and its unholy marriage to the pro-life movement. <laughs> Then he decided to actually look at the video. After posting this, a lot of my friends approached me, insisting there was, there was context that would change my mind. Uh, normally, I'd be skeptical of this, but many people I trusted insisted on this, and they were ready with links to the unedited video. They were absolutely right. That's just not an easy thing for a person not to do. It's story. not. Yeah. I can't, might I just add, just to be the Debbie Downer here? Mm, I knew I, this was coming from I, you. I find it sad that he had to be 
armed with someone giving him the link. Like, if you're going to comment about it on social media, you should be okay with Googling yourself and finding it yourself, But I think that that's why, I mean, that's why we did all of the homework. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people have... You know, eight hours. We had we have a team of what eight, mm-hmm. eight hours yesterday right. times eight. Right, right. So people just don't have that time. No, they don't. They want to see so. an unedited, but they also want to see the cuts of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's no nothing wrong with saying, hey, look at this. Uh, okay, I will, as long as the unedited is there, so they know right. context. I will tell you this from personal experience, and I've never understood this. I was kind of outspoken against Donald Trump. Little I, I had bit. not noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Little Maybe. bit. Mm-hmm. I was a little skeptical of him. Did you write a book about it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> An ineffective book? <laughs> so uh, what's amazing to me is I said during that time, look, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but I hope I'm wrong. And if I am, I'll admit it. What's amazing to me is the number of people who, even though I said that in advance, and then I followed through on that, and I still am critical on certain things that he does, but I praise him for the things that I think fit in a constitutional and conservative platform. I praise him for that. The number of people that will not accept that, if I'm the average person, I grow to despise you. You, you are not helping anybody come to your cause because you have to be right. That's the problem in America is everything. And I hate to say this comes from Donald Trump, but he is the king of this. It's all about winning. Yeah. No, it's not. It's about reconciling with the truth. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier because the problem is it's not just a crisis of journalism, it's a crisis of citizenship, mm-hmm. which is what makes it so much harder for people to admit error than it was, say, 10 years ago because it is this us-and-them kind of mentality. So for the first half of my life before I got into opinion journalism, I just I edited regular newspapers, and you run a lot of corrections when you do that because mm-hmm. newspapers make mistakes, as they do. Mm-hmm. And... Our policy is always, you know, correct quickly, correct fully, correct early, because what's the alternative? Mm -hmm. Because you look like an idiot when you try to explain away when you've clearly got something wrong. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can do for your own self-respect and for your own institutional credibility is when you get something wrong, admit it quickly, correct it, move on, vow to do better the next time. But because we have this, you know, culture of of indictment now instead of a culture of discourse, it's well. If you know, if you say it's raining outside, I'm I don't believe you because you were against Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I think I think the thing that we're uh, as conservatives we understand supposedly are, is our incentives are important, right? Like we should be positively incentivizing mm-hmm. people to when they make mistakes and they call conservatives bad names, don't make them the face of the worst people ever. Well, praise them, praise them when they come around to the right direction, and I, I, I it would be the same thing for. You'd want you'd want to be treated if you made a mistake. Um, you know, we never get the breaks for those things. We just get trash. And it's like, well, how about instead saying, like, look, maybe that person's come along. We saw that with Kevin Hart, too. Like, the idea with Kevin Hart being thrown off the Oscars for some joke he made 10 years ago. Well, if you want to follow that storyline, let's say you think he was homophobic 10 years ago. Well, now he's agreeing with you fully. If anything, he's come along to your viewpoint. You should be rewarding him. Um, I, I, instead, that just, he just makes you into a bigger... But then it's, you know, the kid who won the Heisman Trophy. And it's, well, you were homophobic, too, 10 years ago. When you were 14 years old. Right. 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 But, here's, but here's the reason why I think many conservatives, and like me today on radio, I did not give the New York Times a break. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving CNN a break. No. And, and it's because all they did was say, oh, yeah, you know, there turned out to be more evidence. 
No, that's this, that, that's totally different. The Times headline was great. Fuller picture emerges. Yeah, fuller. <laughs> right, fuller picture emerges. It's always a passive verb, right, emerges. Yeah, right, right. Correct. Really. Why, why did you, you write it if you didn't know the full job. picture? You didn't do your job, and if you if you don't learn from that mistake, beyond that, they um, still, I mean, I would be, if I was used like the media was used here, but they're will, they're, they want to be used like this, so that's not a problem. But if I was used by Nathan Phillips and... I saw the picture. It's one thing to say Nathan Phillips yesterday said Nathan Phillips, probably a bad guy, an activist, blah, blah, blah. I think he knew what he was doing. No, 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 no. Now that we've made the case and we have the video and we could track where he was when he came in, that guy is a dangerous liar. And if he would have used me and I found out like I found out today when we finished the research uh, if I were the New York Times, I would make it my life goal to expose at least what he did. But they're not. There's they're no not. Yeah. I find particularly contemptible about that is, you know, you, you come across a Paul Begala or someone like that who is, you know, kind of intellectually dishonest. That's his job. He gets paid for it. You know, this guy does it just because he likes to. Yeah, for fun. For fun. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a weird hobby. <laughs> All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. And there wasn't. If you watch the video, before we get back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Ridia Zone. Uh, so I know probably a lot of you out there, your New Year's resolution just recently was, oh, I need to uh, lose the extra weight that mm, I don't just... Don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. You don't? Mm-mm. Don't know what you're not saying. Not a clue? Nope, not 50 pounds here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe you're like us at the table. I don't want to speak for Kevin because I would hate to assume anything, Kevin. But the rest of us here at the table have unfortunately hit the age where you're like, I to be able to eat that and not gain <laughs> 10 pounds overnight. Yeah. So, uh, if, wow, if only you... only 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hit my age. <laughs> uh, but... my, my experience is that if you need to add some carbs to your diet, like wild turkey's not the best one. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. This is what I learned in my 40s. I'm going to experiment with that and make sure that you're right (laughs) before I take your word for it. Always get more evidence. Yes. That for yourself. Uh, But seriously, if you have weight to lose or you're just trying to maintain, Ridizone, the folks at Ridizone have taken the good molecule in olive oil that helps boost metabolism and help you feel full, and they stuff it into a capsule so you don't have to uh, just chug bottles of olive oil. I think that's preferable. Yes. So uh, you can go to RiddyZone.com, get 30% off of a three-pack of bottles. That's a three-month supply with promo code Blaze. That is R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, promo code the Blaze. Let me just, let me just ask you a question. Yeah. When is the medium, health medium, or what the hell is that guy? Oh, I think maybe next week. Next yeah. week? Yeah. This guy, he's got a best-selling book out. He's a spiritualist medium that knows about health. My wife was given a book by a <laughs> friend who has MS. It's like, this guy's changed my life. Got to do it. Oh, I want to meet oh, him. This is right down Sarah's Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So oh, I'll hook you up. <laughs> I will hook you up if he will unhook me. Because now I'm drinking, I'm drinking 16 ounces of stupid celery That's the juice. celery juice guy. By the way, I started looking into that. I think I could get you out of it. 
Oh. oh, I've looked at some of these studies, Dave. Oh, it was so quick, but yes, of course. <laughs> All right, Kevin, uh, you said Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said something dumb. Yeah, well, um, she was in a conversation with um, <laughs> Stephen Colbert's, the you know, de Tocqueville of our time. Can you stop that? Uh, just he was, she was in <laughs> she a was conversation. She was in a conversation. <laughs> just end the sentence there. Yeah, she was that. breathing. <laughs> so, well, a couple of things. Um, and do, we have the clip if you want to play it. Well, she was talking about uh, activism and how some of the Democrats were saying, you know, tamp it down a little bit, maybe not helping that much, a little too extreme. And making a sort of grotesque comparison between herself and Martin Luther King, she said Woo-hoo. that... Um, <laughs> That's always good on King Day. Yeah, yeah people people like always that. good. Like in your first week in Congress, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, she said, well, you know, he was really unpopular. He was wildly unpopular, as, as she put it, when he was fighting for the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And I wonder if that's true. And so I went and looked it up. And it turns out it's not, actually. I mean, he, was, he was quite popular at the time, and the Civil Rights Act uh, polled really well, two to one uh, support of it uh, a few months after it was passed. And 78% support for the Voting Rights Act, which came shortly after there. So um, this actually was not the case. So she also was saying that, um, you know, uh, that the world's going to end in 12 years, as she put it. So she's like a, the, the Mayan calendar thing now, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, global warming instead. So I've done what I always do for people like this, which is, well, let's make a bet on it. Like, if you're really sure that there's going to be some catastrophic global warming episode within 12 years, let's make a bet. And, uh, because if... Because I, I don't have to pay, right? Yeah. <laughs> if the world is over. Yeah. So that's my plan. But um, so uh, to a larger point, though, you know, she belongs to a party that likes to call itself the reality-based community and the you know, party of science and all this stuff. But she said in an earlier interview, she'd say this ridiculous thing about how there were trillions of dollars in accounting errors in the Defense Department, which could pay for her socialist health care scheme. And someone said, well, actually, there's not trillions of dollars in accounting errors because there's actually not even trillions of dollars in the budget. It's right. uh, a couple of hundred million. And she said, well, you know, it's more important to be morally correct than factually or semantically, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think she knows what semantic means. At least that sentence would suggest That's that a, she does. It helps you <laughs> dance, right? You're yeah, a good yeah, right, yeah, you're yeah. semantically inclined. Yeah, so um, <laughs> she is, uh, is not covering herself with, with, with glory. And one of the unfortunate things about the current political and media environment is that you no longer do the thing where you get elected to Congress and then you just kind of just keep your head down for a couple of terms until you sort of learn where things are and, you know, uh, where your parking space is and, you know, where the, where the bathroom where is. Where Mitch McConnell's and, office is. Yeah, where Mitch McConnell's office yeah. is. Or, you know, how a bill becomes a law, which she also apparently doesn't really quite know. And, uh, and those sorts well, of things. Well, she hasn't. She's been looking for the little, the little guy. What's his name? Bill. To sit on a hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sits on the stairs of Capitol Hill all the time. And she hasn't talked to him yet. No. So. He's got a great singing voice. <laughs> he does. You know him. Yeah, Schoolhouse Rock. That was yeah, a big right. deal. I, I, the one I remember, there was the thing with the singing wheel of cheese, which I think, <laughs> I think the dairy lobby might have had something to right. do with. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. It's interesting with Ocasio-Cortez because, uh, first of all, if you're a Democrat, turn this off right now. They keep promoting her like she should be the face of the party and we say and, yes and we say you know we keep talking about her like they're obsessed with her because they're afraid of her no <laughs> opposite of what you're thinking like i am much more scared of kamala harris than i am of ocasio cortez it is kamala, kamala, oh. kamala according to her and i think she's right on this one uh, it's the only thing I know we won't right elect on. her because she has a strange sounding name yeah, yeah. i have a slightly slightly different take on that i wrote yeah. a column for the new york post about Real this quick. a few weeks ago 
That there's there's some envy involved there too. Republicans really very much like to have a young yes. non-white woman who was as strongly on their side as she is on the other. I think that's true. I, yeah, go ahead. That's true. That's true. Well, sorry, we got to take no, a break. We'll get more into this in overtime. Harris and her are going to fight for the exact same policies, and Harris is so much. All right, we've only got uh, less than a minute here. Kevin, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Nationalreview.com. All right, and you just have a p- you have a piece that's up today that's about what? Uh, why the Democrats should nominate Bloomberg in 2020 if really? they were smart, but thankfully they're not, and they won't <laughs> do that. So um, there's and that. And he's got a new book coming out this in spring? In the summer, yes. Summer. summer. And he's just told me about it. It sounds fantastic. Awesome. It's called The Smallest Minority. You can go pre-order it. Goodness. All right, go pre-order that. And uh, if you have not yet signed up, Go to blazetv.com right now. Use promo code NEWS and you can get $10 off of your annual subscription. We've got all the big names and we're just getting bigger. And uh, that's it from us. We'll see you guys in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Stu, I think that you were going to make a, a point about Ocasio-Cortez, but before we do that, want to thank our sponsor, Brickhouse. Glenn is super excited about Brickhouse because yeah, I'm except he, my wife and the stupid medium are wrecking my life. That's true. Okay, I hate salad. I hate it. More than poison, I hate salad. What's worse, celery juice or salad? Celery juice. <laughs> celery juice. It is disgusting. So you can put cheese on top of salads, right? I mean, you yeah, can't. no, I can't. You got it. You got it. Is it just, it's just pure celery juice or is it like, yeah, I don't is there know. I don't diluted? watch it made. No. I don't watch it made. But anyway, so. Glenn's like, I, I don't It's like sausage. You don't want to No, I'm just not making it ever. You know, I make great milkshakes. Celery juice, no interest. But. I don't like salads. I, I am going to have a talk with God. When I get up to heaven, assuming I get there, I am sitting that man down and saying, what is the deal? Everything I like is bad for me. Everything healthy sucks. What kind of sense of humor do you have, dude? Um, so he I likes hate it when you call him dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big he loves it. He loves it. Right so anyway, uh, the, the salad thing I absolutely hate. Field of Greens is not a superfood. It's not a supplement. It's actually the salad in like a little spoonful Powdered and you just form, yeah. put it into whatever it is you're drinking. It doesn't it taste, like taste like salad. salad yeah. Right. Yeah, Especially with Jack good. Daniels. It is really oh, good. I haven't tried that. I'll have try to try it. <laughs> Very healthy. Uh, anyway, you can go to Brickhouse Glen uh, or BrickhouseBlaze.com, promo code greens and get this. You don't ever have to eat a salad again. Yeah, 15% off of your first order with that promo code you greens. Like that is BrickhouseBlaze.com. I love, thank you. I, I like love spinach. salads. I like spinach. Okay. I right. love all, all of the vegetables, but I also love Field of Greens. You're a woman. Of course you do. You like Whoa. healthy stuff. No, women, they just like healthy stuff. They do. 
They do. Okay, sexist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, Stu, your point on Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, uh, so uh, you, you mentioned the bet uh, uh, of 12 years. If the world's going to die, make a bet. It's, it's funny to see when you actually see when liberals do make bets on on the on global warming. They tend to bet on our side of it because they build all these giant houses three feet from the water. Go to Miami Beach. It's not hardcore conservatives building multi-million Shut dollar up. mansions. Right yeah, but it is water. in Malibu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, you know, you go to Miami and we talked about this oh gosh it was might have been an inconvenient book going back that mm-hmm. far look at the skyline of that place they are building thousands of giant towers all over the place it's expanding like crazy it's growing really fast because people realize it's a really it's a place they want to live and so what's really amazing is people who believe that the economy is in trouble or that the country might you know go into some uh, unrest we're called crazy because we not only say that but then we say we should have some food storage mm-hmm. or I'm going to build a, a place in the mountains. I'm going to move away from population. We're crazy. But they say their idea is that we're all going to die in 12 years and I'm going to take a front row seat. <laughs> what was wrong with you? Well, I also thought I thought that like we had a countdown for when the world was going to end from climate change and that. We have a whole list of them coming on tomorrow's yeah. radio show. Tomorrow, Do you? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, I mean, we're like cats. We've already got like nine lives already that <laughs> yeah. we've just been passing. It's, because a, it's really, miraculous. truly a joke, especially hopefully we're going back to the first predictions in the 70s. We were all going to be dead by the 80s. Then it was like 85. Then it was 90. I mean, this is you know, something worth noting on that, by the way. I think that um, if you look at the prevalence of zombie movies, zombie television, zombie, zombie fiction, this, this is... <laughs> right-wing survivalist fantasy literature for liberals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a little, you know, sheen of sarcastic, ironic distance on it, but it's the same story. Mm-hmm. Same with these, you know, crazy right-wing survivalist novels that we were talking about earlier. It's, um, you know, it's essentially the same thing. So I think that, that element is out there. And I think the only Republican left in Malibu is Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but she can high jump out. You know, <laughs> waves coming, she'd jump over it. That's right. That's good. That's a great point. Uh, thank you for not dead naming her, by the way. Mm, I don't know what you're even talking about. Very much appreciate that. So she had a, a brother who was an Olympian, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not get into it. Um, Stu, I, I don't even know how to start this one. Uh, white couple. Oh, this one. This is pretty interesting. So a white couple who identifies as, as black. Both of them. Both of them. Mm-hmm. But they're both white. Has decided that when they have children... Now that's blackface. It certainly looks Thank like you. it. Thank uh, you. I don't even know. Is this real? I mean, this looks like a sketch to me. Um, but if it's real, they have decided that their children will also be black. No, let me and you. the greatest observation of all time came from... Because I was just ready to just be well, like... I'm a scientist. Yeah, you are. You are. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Yes. I'm a colonel. Yeah. And I'm a reverend. That's true. There's okay. something else. Reverend, too. doctor, colonel. Reverend, doctor, colonel. That's yes. it. That's so uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think this is the greatest answer ever. She's white. He's white. They swear they're going to have a black baby. I think there's a perfectly reasonable explanation here. Especially if she's the one who said to her husband, you know what? I'm telling you, we're going to have a black baby. And oh, she's no. convinced him that they're going to have a black baby because there is one way that a white couple <laughs> could have a black baby. One way. It that would a, be a weird way to get out of an affair. That's a brilliant way to get out of right. an affair. It that allows is. him to go, my wife's not cheating on me. No. Everything we knew about science is wrong. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it does seem like a little bit of work. Yeah. You don't think that blackface requires a lot of work? 
Well, I suppose it. I suppose it does. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier because you know the, the sort of prohibition on this now has become such a very, very strong moral thing. But there is some questions about you know where the where the lines get drawn. So I'm a very, very big fan of uh, Richard Attenborough's movie Gandhi, and being Kingsley, who is partly of Indian origin but partly not, wears dark makeup in that to make himself mm-hmm. you know look look more Indian. Sure. Is that acceptable? Is that not acceptable? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Um, this, uh, this, this lady needs a better makeup artist. <laughs> this is, that's Clearly. incredible. That's incredible. ITV, is this, uh, the, yeah, because there's a BAFTA award behind them. So this is in England. England has gone completely mad. They have gone completely mad. Did you see the story um, that the, of the guy who was uh, homosexual who said, uh, who came out as homosexual, then decided to swear off sex for a year. He didn't do any retraining or reprogramming or anything else. He just swore off sex for a year. And he came out and said, I actually think I like women. And I'm going to give women a whirl. (laughs) And said, I think I'm heterosexual. They crucified him. Crucified him. Really? Yes. It's funny because for a long time in Great Britain, that line was not really all that heavily policed. You know, there are a lot of men who are on both sides of that over the course of their lives. Oh, yeah. you know, Oscar Wilde and, and people yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Everyone ever went to a British private school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Those two categories. Calling the prince, yeah. You're calling Prince Charles. Well, that's just not something. <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't so, know. Camilla could be a man. So, the, <laughs> so they were, he was crucified because he decided that he liked women. Yeah, he, he, he he you don't have a right guy. to do that. You don't have a right to come out and say that. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, you're homosexual. It's crazy. It's like the Cynthia Nixon thing, right? When she, uh, she spent most of her life as a heterosexual woman, later in life she decided she was going to date women and she married this woman. And she said, well, for me it was a choice. You know, It wasn't like some new biological thing that just suddenly hit me when I was 58 or whenever it was. And she got a lot of flack for that, mm-hmm. um, for suggesting that um, you know people have some you know some kind of say over that. Well, but, yet, but yet, that's what they're that's what, what they're the promoting now. Is, yeah. The argument now is it is a choice. It is a choice. Wait, I thought you said it wasn't a choice. <laughs> so where are people making the argument that this is now a choice? I don't get it. The people who are now saying, you know, you've got to wait and you can decide and you should experiment. Gender is fluid. Gender is fluid. Well, well gender is a choice, but sexual orientation is fixed for life. You know, that's a, Well, that's but they all, right? but they attach themselves to, L, I mean, it's LGBT, right? right so I know, they I know, attach I know, themselves I to the, you know, I think it's homosexuals. A, I, mean, I mean, it just kind of all just boils well, in. So I, I think maybe you don't, you don't quite have the, the, the ideology entirely right on this okay. because there's a very, very strongly pronounced belief that if someone decides at 25 that they're a member of a different sex, they always were. And, to, uh, pick it up and to suggest otherwise that something changed is, uh, well, essentially you're Hitler. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I just, when I think of Glenn Alvarez, I just want to know. Stu, last word on this. Uh, I don't want to give one. Okay. Uh, I, I think actually <laughs> uh, it's the sort of stuff, it's like I feel like, you know, this stuff... Who cares? Honestly, who? You You brought it up. What do you mean, who cares? Somebody has got to get into the lifeboat while the captain goes down. No, it's not that. It's just like, (laughs) it's like all this stuff can, you know, I just don't, I don't really care. I mean, I think it's a ridiculous thing and it's just, it's an absurd. What's what's amazing to me is I, I, I really don't care what anybody else does in their life. I really don't. But, but I, I, I also, I hate inconsistency. 
when it comes when it comes to this person identifying as black, it is absolutely ridiculous. Genetics are genetics. DNA is DNA. You know, you just are who you are. What difference does it make? And if you want to choose to be whatever you want to choose to be, go for it. Go. I don't have to live in your delusional world. Now, if I meet you and we're friends and you're like, Kevin says, you know what? I'm a Swedish supermodel female. You know what? I might like you, Kevin, and I might... I might. You I think know, you're about to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I might say, "Yeah, sure," but if I'm on the stand and you know there was a Swedish supermodel that killed somebody, and he's the only Swedish supermodel everybody knows, I am going to swear he's not a Swedish supermodel. He just thinks he is. I think we all know I'm not Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, as predicted, MLK Day, uh, Kamala Kamala Harris Kamala. did announce her presidency. She officially Kamala. announced to a very, very excited studio audience at Good Morning America. Let's watch. Senator Harris has also been laying the groundwork for a run for the White House. It is great to have you with us on this special you. holiday. Do you have an announcement you'd like to make? I am running for president of the United States. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> well, I'm actually, oh, man. Isn't, it's I'm actually, program, I yeah, guess, I right? actually am pretty happy that that was the response because I expected them to go, yeah. I mean, she she paused, she paused for the applause, and it was just the one, yeah. yeah. And it's like you're talking to uh, what's her name, Robin. Uh, I, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. But like that's Robin. a that's a new Robin, Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts. Yeah, I mean, that's a news program, right? Like that's not gonna. That, that, she shouldn't be a raging cheers after that interview. That's a good time to pause. Yeah, but when you're announcing something yeah, like that, I think possible. the crowd believes it's appropriate to to cheer. I will say I was encouraged because right, uh, if I went on, they would all cheer. Well, if you went on and they bought tickets for you for your appearance, I would assume that these they, are all Glenn yeah, Beck fans in the this audience. This is a GMA thing. Yeah, that's a, you know. Look, I, I've been on GMA a million times. I think you've probably been on GMA a million times. No, so. uh, it, like the cameramen will go. You know, they'll come up to you and they'll be like. Mm. <laughs> uh, nobody from behind the camera, if I would have announced, would have gone, yay! <laughs> they keep that on the down low. Uh, yeah, Go I mean, ahead. I think it's, uh, I, I am much more, uh, uh, I am uh, bullish on K Kamala Harris. You're scared. Uh, I am legitimately, I, like, you know, scared, and there's certain qualifying statements to that, but if I was going to say, if I could pick a Democrat that has the potential. I haven't seen her in the spotlight. I haven't seen her in this in these tough moments yet, but she's a prosecutor. So she's used to dealing with high pressure situations. She comes off to me as very friendly, likable, uh, normal and natural. I was very encouraged by Sarah and, and one of our producers, Marissa, who yesterday told me they did not find her that way at all. And I hope women see her as like super fake and something because she's a face of socialism that scares me. It's not a, it's not a frowny Bernie Sanders. It is a it's a personable face of socialism. Socialism, and I don't like it. She's also emphasizing the prosecutor thing with, you know, for the people is, yeah. uh, is her thing. Yeah. Justice. I'm not sure 2020 is the time the Democrats want to run a cop. Yeah. I mean, she was an actual police officer. Yeah, but, but she was. That's yeah. one yeah, thing they beat her up on the left yeah. is that she was too tough on crime, which is. Uh, 
And she is she's, she is a, a, a terrible, terrible authoritarian, and she had to get the Supreme Court to tell her to stop harassing you know conservatives uh, by abusing her her powers in uh, California as Attorney General. But how long has she been in the Senate? Like sixteen minutes? Yeah, seventeen minutes. I mean, Obama, uh, Obama, and Trump, right? Like yeah. Trump had even less experience. Yeah, right. Like I mean, I mean, Ted Cruz would never do anything like that. No, no, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the odds are that Michelle Obama would run in twenty twenty? Mm-hmm. Zero. Oh, Zero. good. All right, good. Maybe next time around, though. Yeah, so we don't think so either. But we keep I, hearing people bring up going. I, I think she. I think it's above. Zero. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's non-zero, but it's low. I think it's low. They'd have to. There's no something would have 10%. to. Well, I think it would be a demotion for her. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you want to go do that well, when you Obamas can just be this beloved, of, you know, this yeah, beloved the person? The Obamas are almost above the world. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Know, I forgot about looking that. Looking down, godlike. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yesterday's poll, do you believe that Covington Catholic students displayed any inappropriate behavior at the uh, March for Life? 86% of you said no. 7% of you said yes. 7% of you are unsure. Those of you who are unsure, I highly advise that you go to Blaze TV and uh, look, is it on your is it on your page, Glenn? Yeah, it's either the, t- the second hour of the radio show is the best example because I had a full hour to lay it out. So second hour of today's radio show, or if you missed it, just the 22 minutes uh, prior to this show, the GB uh, TV uh, show that that's not as extensive, but still pretty it's good. Like three company names ago. What do you mean GBTV? Glenn TV. Glenn TV. All right. Today's poll. Do you think all religions are treated the same by the media? <laughs> that's funny. You can let us know <laughs> on the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. I know what all y'all's answers are. So. I think. Well, here can I give you a different answer? Sure. Let's delete the unsure option. <laughs> I mean, every day, like, if you're answering the freaking poll, have an opinion. You this sh- is not scientific. <laughs> like, I, we don't really need to give them unsure. All right. Yep. Take away the unsure option. Kevin. Um, yeah, I think Christianity gets a lot of flack, but also in some ways it's luckier than some other religions. You know, in the United States, Buddhism essentially is the school of interior design. Right? It's <laughs> really right. So my house yeah. is very zen. And, and Hinduism is a marketing campaign for beverages. Like I was at a, the gym the other day and you find that hard to believe. And they're selling something called bhakti chai. You know, bhakti is a Hindu word for mm-hmm. devotion. Be like calling, you know, we'll have your holy Eucharist shake. You know, that's just, uh, <laughs> Hindus take this in pretty good, in pretty good stead for the Not, most part. I was over in Thailand, and the Buddhists there... They're angry these days. Yeah, they are. And there are billboards everywhere. Buddha is not... An interior design piece. It says that. No. Does it really? Yeah. I have I have pictures right, of Right, because people have them all over their houses. People take them. You're not allowed to take them out of Thailand um, because people go and they take these big, beautiful Buddhas, the old ones, and then they just you know put it on a stick and put it behind the couch. Right. Ain't that pretty? <laughs> and uh, and they don't like that. It really really holds the room together. It does. <laughs> it does. All right, Kevin. Thank Makes you me so want to have ice. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. What are you doing? Buddha. He's doing his Buddha. I want to have ice cream. Yeah. yeah right in right my belly. All right. Good to see you. Yes. Good to see thank you. you so much, Kevin. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Not so good to see you. I'm really sick of seeing you. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.